This is Ruby, and I'm back after weeks of not maintaining my promise of having a consistent schedule. (laughs) As usual, that sounds just like me, but I'm here to inform you of how everything's been going so far this month. Um, everything's been cool so far until like maybe the last two weeks or so I think maybe almost like two and a half weeks um I've kind of like had a hard time going out besides going out and seeing some family and having like a few parties not even a few just like maybe one or two and having a good time with that I have been kind of struggling going out and seeing like friends and having my own life outside of like doing art projects and working it's kind of like caught up to me and it's kind of like affecting my mental health to a point where I, on Monday, had a talk with my therapist and discussed this with her. And she kind of just, like, pointed out the fact that I'm kind of upset with certain things. Especially with, on Saturday and... The day after my therapy session, I was supposed to hang out with, like, two different friends of mine, and they all just, like, bailed and canceled, and one of them didn't even, like, notify me about it and just went rogue, so that really made me sad and disappointed, and it kind of just, like, confirmed everything I that this was discussed on that therapy session on the day before that Monday. Where my therapist was like trying to tell me and point out that it's okay to like really be upset with stuff like this that happens. Um, I often um, kind of brush it off, like I said to my therapist, and I would brush it off too much, even when I was wronged so many times. And I kind of just use it as a way of, like, avoiding conflict. And it's not healthy for me to do that, especially when someone has really affected me in a way where um, I brush it off, but then I subconsciously build up that anger and, like, stress and sadness and, like, unhealthy ways of, like, thinking about drinking and getting angry about little things or getting frustrated with the wrong person and it doesn't make me out do outbursts but it makes me frustrated at things that I don't need to be frustrated at and it like just transfers and bleeds over to everything in my life you know I kind of like get more frustrated every just at everything and even just sexually frustrated like how I am right now I haven't had sex in a while so it's just 
like a lot of things compiling and compressing into my heart my 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 brain and like my soul and it got to a point where today I kind of just wanted to cry a little bit um and it's not like I've had a super long week and nothing was like too chaotic but it feels like sometimes it's getting a little too boring and I want a little more out of life than me coming home after work and doing like small art project ideas looking at financial investment information and getting inspired and watching like all these documentaries of people making money moves and getting their art just right and even seeing the stories of like their ups and downs but I feel like I'm stagnant at times even though I'm not I'm still really growing in new ways and with this new job and opportunity I've been really trying to challenge myself and that it it is challenging like even just like today I've really like doubted myself on like how I'm going to create a curriculum for a whole bunch of kids I've never done it before and it's really really challenging and sometimes i i feel like if i don't get vulnerable enough i won't get the help i need and if i show too much vulnerability there won't be a sense of leadership and capability involved for me to lead a class um and i don't want to get fired cuz i i really don't want to go back to that and there there's no option that to go back to my old job. There's just no option. I don't want to attend a place that doesn't make me feel valued and doesn't make me feel like I'm comforted and like comfortable and safe, you know. And at the same time, I don't want to be too comfortable. I want to be able to exercise like new ideas and be able to create new opportunities at my new job. And And if it has to take me to get out of my comfort zone and really challenge myself as a an educator and create a curriculum and really be present for these kids, I'm I'm willing to do that. And even today and yesterday I I really had to like think about it and talk to myself being like would you as a like if i was a parent and i brought my kid to me as a teacher would i be satisfied with how i teach my kid how me as a teacher teaches these kids you know and i probably would say no i feel like the teacher is only doing the bare minimum or really trying to just like do whatever he can just to pass the day and um 
really just like make use of the time just like buying himself time throwing any kind of arts and crafts projects for kids to just draw or do and just just to do it to avoid conflict between kids and having a a teacher mad at them or like getting fired and that's not fair to the kids at all especially if they have things going on in their life and they have parental issues or um trouble at school I don't I don't want these kids to feel like they're abandoned or lost um or don't have a sense of like guidance and stability because they desperately need that sometimes and not just desperately they just in general like kids deserve and need stability whether it's financial emotional just anything like that just stability in general a child needs that so i i really had to work at it yesterday and even though I was down and about for not being able to see my friend yesterday. I sat down, felt it out, and then I said to myself, I have to make use of this time. I can't be sad for over, like, two hours, an hour, you know? I have to be productive in some point, whether it's just like relaxing and drawing or learning something or exercising your mind. So I was able to write down and jot some ideas on like my rocket book and brainstorm some curriculum ideas and how I'm going to implement like this fake money um, thing to initiate motivation for the kids and... I also want to be able to educate them on, like, uh, financial literacy and things that I'm learning right now in, like, a format that's easy for them to understand. And I think it would be exciting to teach them um, money tasks and how they can be rewarded for their uh, behavior or, like, the tasks that they do or, like, how much effort they put into the art projects they do. And also just the consequences of it, you know, if like if they spend too much um, with the values that are given or the money that's given, like I'm thinking of ideas of having like computer time for an hour as like a way to um, get them to behave a little better and like earn a sense of urgency when it comes to working hard and working smart so you can have this time to yourself to use technology and do stuff that you want to do, you know, and earn it through your work and just through your behavior. Um, and I also want them to learn the consequences. Like if they, someone puts their hands on each other or says something bad about a person, like I'll take the currency away and then I'll have them talk to a teacher or I'll, if it gets to a point, I will talk to their parents and discuss this with them and like, be able to just show that like you can't act like this and not be not just punished but just not be disciplined in a way um and or at least just be disciplined in a way that's fair to you with the actions that you did involved because 
a lot of these kids just think that they can walk all over you, especially if there's no stability within the education system or within their own family life and friends and people are in and out, they're just going to like say, oh, fuck this person. Um, They're not going to stick around. Why should I listen to this person? But the second I've been weeks and weeks just like going through with these kids since April and like getting to know them more and more, they're kind of growing to respect me and listen to me more and getting accustomed to like how I act and perceive myself or how they perceive me you know and how I perceive them but I kind of just like went on a tangent for a little bit but with the money thing I think it would be such a cool idea and I'm also trying to implement um like little envelopes that they can keep their money in and then also creating like fake um credit cards so they can practice like loaning money um, at a, an early age, too, so I can get them to understand, like, oh, um, if you use your card, you can take this cash and put it into there, and then if you want to use this time, you can just put the cash that you have um, and just give it to me, or I have to work out the details a little more, but you can always just have the kids loan it at, like, the end of the month or, like, the end of, like, the semester of that month. Not the semester, but, like, at least at the end of the month, you can say, like, uh, the 22nd or, like, the 23rd at the end of the month. And these kids can, like, give the cash that they have over and just give it to you and practice, like, really good loan techniques and uh, practice idea of, like, how to work a credit card at a young age. Um... And then I even, like, thought up of ideas for, like, stock, but I'm still trying to understand that right now. So that's kind of, like, something to work out, like, when I actually do it and participate myself in the actual stock market. But it's an idea that I have in my mind, and even just, like, cryptocurrency stuff. But cryptocurrency is, like, far out. I don't need to teach that with them and the invest, even the investing. But I at least want to implement, like, good money techniques for the class and then even create values for like the artwork but my only worry with that is that maybe the kids can get a little too aggressive with that and say like oh my art's more valuable than yours because it's cooler but I don't think it'd be too big of an issue with certain the kids but like the kids that are like more active and don't really care much about the class they'll probably roast each other or say something fucking stupid and rude so I have to keep that in mind, so I might have to tweak it a little bit, but I at least want to give it a trial run and see how that goes. Um, I also want to make a, um overall, like, board game where it, like, tracks everyone's progress, so there's going to be, like, a finish line at, like, the end of the semester of, like, how people perform during the whole, like, class and, like, the whole semester by little, like, chips that have, like, their name on it and, like, If you did a good job, you get to move forward a line, but if you didn't, you move back. So it's a sense of, like, this, like, kind of race based off of how everyone's behavior that week is, you know. But, yeah, I, I overall just, like, want to give these kids as much as I can, and educate them in every way possible, you know, 
and educate them in a way where it's fitting for them and not just fitting for what I want to teach, you know? Because, like, what I'm coming to learn just now is that even though I want these kids to have, like, all these cool ideas and a lot of these cool crafts and projects and being able to do what they want, um, the school and a lot of the people, like, the teachers are reminding me that, like, at the end of the day, these are little kids. They're still developing their sense of creativity and... Some of these kids don't want to do art at all, so you kind of need to be firm with them and give a a strong sense of guidance and um a, uh, like at least strong points to create a curriculum and provide prompts, you know, because some of these kids don't even know how to really approach a blank page. Some kids can go right at it and put their full imagination behind it and just take a reference image and just really go at it while others have a hard time and maybe just need that like small prompt to like ignite it and that could really help me and help them to like really spark that idea even more and then there are kids who just don't want to do it at all so it's a matter of like applying these skills to different kids in unique ways but having an overall sense of guidance that happens when teaching the class. And I feel like I can manage that with the help that I'm getting with a coworker of mine. She's been doing a really good job with like helping me and like guiding the class and like she's already familiar with the kids. She's taught the class before me, but due to her being in and out like of the school, she was kind of like put back a little bit. Um, but it's not like she has lost complete power. Uh, a lot of the kids are really familiar with her and like, they really trust her in the way she teaches. And it kind of feels like a second mother to them with the way they act. Like, even if they act up like crazy, when she brings out her tone or she needs to make these kids listen, they listen right away. Even the kids that are a little more chaotic and don't listen to me, they listen to her like directly, you know, cause it's a familiar face. They know what to expect from her and what's expected from them when they when she talks to them, you know. And that's something that I do need over time. And I think I'll get it with like the sense of respect and how I conduct myself around these kids. It's just a matter of like really building that confidence within myself to really lead a class, you know. Because that's also just like something with me that I have to work on is just the sense of leadership because I often found myself being in the shadow of like my father and part of my parents because they often didn't teach me a lot of things, you know, like my dad taught me how to do like music and a whole bunch of stuff that's like nice to have and like he really sparked my um, motivation to become an artist, but when it came to sexual education or um like certain tasks of like shaving your face or becoming like a man and being able to provide for your family or um smart money decisions or um just like stuff that i feel like you like mental health wise or communication like that wasn't just there you know 
and that wasn't there at all for my mom. My mom was very abusive to me and my sisters, and I saw so much fucked up shit because my mom was so aggressive and verbally abusive to me. It kind of, like, ingrained a lot of fucked up things in my head that I believed for many years up until now. And sometimes I catch myself, like, putting myself down and doubting myself randomly, and then I kind of shake out of it, you know, which is nice, because I've never been able to do that before, and I, I remind myself I'm worthy of having love from somebody unconditionally, no matter what, and you don't have to earn respect, you just should be able to be respected by people, you know. The only time that, like, respect should be earned is when something was wronged, you know, when you feel like you've been wronged by that person, that's when that respect can be earned back but even then like you still want to just treat people with respect properly um you can just put your trust in a different place with different people that's the way i think about it um but where was i going with this I'm trying to remember this will happen a lot in the podcast as so i'll i'll drift on a cool idea and then i'll i'll fall out of it but I kind of think I locked in on it again. But yeah, I the sense of leadership is something I need to work on. And even in a relationship, I often found myself clinging on to women that were very independent, very sure of what they wanted in a relationship or very sure of themselves. And often or not, I kind of found myself being in the back seat. Um, subconsciously and not really thinking about it because it was so common I, I feel like I was looking for a sense of security and I'm sure there are also women out there that feel the same way too like not to say like a father figure but I'm sure that there are women out there that are looking for a sense of like security and stability knowing that um this relationship is reliable um romantically financially and just like being able to grow with somebody and not have to worry about if they're like a drug addict or if they're um really violent and abusive or just like you have to get past that stuff too because that's kind of ridiculous that someone can like act that way but it's also just the small stuff is like do you do you feel like this person can put you down if they say something small or um do they motivate you in a way or are they being stagnant in that case like that's something that happened to me is like one of the problems I've had in like my previous relationship was I was too stagnant and my partner at the time my ex-girlfriend just um, would bring it up to me a lot, and I didn't do much, sadly, I, I would say it, and then avoid it, you know, it, it seemed like it was something that I deemed was impossible, because I never really found myself being able to do it, and I just kind of just, like, clicked it off, and said, oh, it's, it's okay, like, yeah, I'll do it, and I did it for, like, my driver's license, I did it to find, so i to like to find jobs um i i did it to um art 
and like being able to say like oh I don't need like to do this right now there's always another day oh like the driver's license oh I can hold that off I'm still in college I don't need to do that oh it's the pandemic you know but eventually I I think when it came down to it like I really had to drag myself out of the mud and say to myself like you need to get the fuck up and out of this if you really want some change to happen and not just sit here and fucking wallow all day saying like oh like my life is hard and all this bullshit that you can put into your head saying like this stuff is impossible you know there's a lot of things that I I can't do but at least I can try to do something you know and after like my breakup it kind of like sparked this motivation for me to go exercise and take that initiative for myself and like take that leadership role to the next level and be vulnerable with myself saying like I can still be sad and I can still feel things but when it comes time to be present with yourself and you really need to get your shit in gear you have to go and do it um and it doesn't matter like how much hardships in the way how challenging it can feel or how fucked up it may make you feel you're gonna be able to do it and I and already like in the last couple of months I've done so much I got over my fear of trains and like feeling like I'm being stalked with the new job that I'm doing it got me over that fear of like that feeling of feeling vulnerable and not being able to do things that I want and it saved me so much money um I with the new job I was able to exit out of my old job and feel relieved and have a sense of like family with my coworkers like when I work with my coworkers now like they always expect me to have a hug before I leave and it's just relieving to have that feeling happen and being able to have this communication with my new job um where I sat in a meeting and we were able to express these ideas and um concerns within the the education system and how our employees interact with each other two of my coworkers had um a beef with each other and one said that there was a spread of rumors about another and it kind of like went all over the place so those two workers another coworker of mine and then um like a co-teacher and the manager and the director of the school all put us in a room um the director just had me watch and interact with everybody um and see how these two people just um go through their issues um talk about it and then hopefully be able to squash this kind of beef or um this argument and issue that was brought up in the first place and even if it isn't at least there's a sense of clarity and a lot of the communication involved has been said and it's done with um so a lot there's a lot of like relief that happens between everybody you know and even though like that conversation wasn't really finished i should say like my my coworker that i kind of sided with more definitely felt like she wasn't really listened to by the other one and i i definitely agreed with that especially with when the manager and the director also kind of like were in agreement of that um 
there there was a sense of relief in a way where people were able to um talk about these concerns and kind of like get that out of the way so it's fresh out of of everything it's out in the open everyone kind of like knows the idea of like how everyone feels and even if they disagree with each other it's okay so that was something that was really refreshing to see and nice to see from a company um and also just like feeling open and free like and not feeling judged on in having these new coworkers I get to hang out and like chill with and um especially on the job like with the they had like a big fair or not a fair but like um a showing in an art gallery I was able to drink outside and like chill with my coworkers and talk about life and like a few other things and that was really nice to have and I've never really got to do that and it felt a lot bigger and outside of myself being outside and doing new things that I never thought I would be doing unless I looked for that job search and I really tried and put myself out there, you know, if I didn't go on Indeed and like went to the job search and like worked my ass off and like took this interviews and even like took the, this opportunity that like really showed up on like my message, um, notification board on Indeed, I, I wouldn't have this job, you know, and I also just like me taking that initiative to like ask more money for the job and um saying I'll I'm going down to meet them and like just make that first impression and like really just show them that I'm really capable of like teaching these kids and using the skills that I already have with um my education and providing a, a service for these kids to like really explore themselves in their brains and explore themselves creatively, creatively, ugh, creatively, and artistically, and just, like, really go outside of themselves, and, like, really challenge themselves in ways that a kid can only imagine, and can't, or can, or can't imagine, and that's exciting to me, because it, it makes me wish I was being taught, like, by me, you know, with, like, the stuff that I'm doing, um, even though some days feel a little longer than others, that's expected when you work in an education system, you know, there's going to be kids that are a little harder than others, and some days are going to feel longer just because reality in life is going to hit you in a way that you don't expect. Um, those concerns will always be there. Um, but the best thing you can do is, like, just put one foot in front of the other and just, like, really take it day by day. And that's kind of, like, what I've been doing. Um, and it's exciting to, like, have these recordings, um, so, like, one day, maybe I, I can look back on it, or, um, people can, like, take this information and, like, really use it to their advantage and just get inspired, um, and even just, like, cool shit that I'm learning about right now is, um, there's, like, a show on Netflix that I was watching right now. That's a weird sentence that I was watching right now. That's a fucking weird sentence. Pardon me for that. Um, That I was watching a little earlier called The Future Of. And it's like brand new. Just found it on here. 
and it just like talks about like the future of like technology and like how we're going to interact with like new things that are happening going as far as to talk about like uh, cultured meat which is like meat made in the lab uh, using like stem cells all the way to like um, storing data in a plant and like using um, data things to I don't know like DNA to like encrypt data in a database rather than like a cloud system that's run by electricity that was created by like petroleum or fossil fuels because that's like something I don't even think about is like how cryptocurrency in order to mine and mint things it takes a huge amount of energy that is being taken by electricity but that electricity is being powered by like fossil fuels and gasoline and petroleum you know that and like petrol like that's fucking insane like I, I never thought about it at all you know and there's a lot of like products that we rely on with petroleum that I never even thought of or knew that like petroleum had some kind of like control or like necessity in order to create these products I remember there's like an old Joe Rogan podcast I don't listen much to anymore just because of like the shit sometimes he says and I don't know like it was interesting that there was a certain guy on the podcast that talked about like how petroleum and the control of it and the way oil is perceived with our products is like crazy and like beyond our belief sometimes I was blown away by that but that can be like maybe another podcast day of like research um see I lost my track of thought again I don't know. I'm just kind of like excited to see like what's possible for me in the future and hopefully I can relax a little more. Especially after like bullshit from today where it wasn't even, like, heavy bullshit, but, like, some fucking Amazon, like, Fisher scam tried to, like, scam me saying, like, oh, like, you, there is suspicious activity happening on your account. Um, it will be canceled, but you have to click this link to verify, and I didn't click it. I was just, like, really fishy by, like, the idea. I checked, like, my bank account. I checked my credit card. I checked my Amazon account, and everything seemed fine, and then I was researching for a bit online, and, like, YouTube videos talking about certain things, and I don't know, just, like, shit like that kind of gave me, like, a small heart attack, because I I know that feeling of, like, being hacked by somebody, and having that world and sense of urgency, just, like, world-ending shit, you know, that idea that, like, people can scam you by like scanning your card or uh, using an RFID thing or just like reading off your shit and I don't know just like sometimes the world of tech as much as it interests me and intrigues me it also scares the shit out of me and how people can just like morph your face to their will and make a video um hack sex tapes and hack like fucking crazy shit and even people on youtube like doxing each other like showing people's houses and where they live like even like how pop smoke 
Um, Pop Smoke died by being shot to death because he posted on his Instagram story a package that he got that day and he forgot to cross out his address that was of a house that he was renting. And the address showed up. Someone that lived by there went to the house and tried to rob him and kill him. That is fucking crazy. Like, it's it's just small shit like that that people can take advantage of you is so fucking ridiculous and so disgusting beyond belief. Like, I, I can't, like, imagine someone going and being like, oh, I'm going to rob this person of their hard-earned money and I don't give a fuck, you know? I know that people have hardship in this life and sometimes you have to do what you got to do. But with the the technology thing, there's no connection involved. There's no sense of feeling human when you do it. Like someone could just hack it and you don't have to see this person. You don't have to know about this person's life. You don't have to put a gun or a weapon to them in the face and say, oh, I'm going to take your fucking money now. No, this is just a click away. You can find someone's information. You can just take it at will. And that's fucked. That's so fucked. At least when you're doing this in person, you have to feel that responsibility. You really have to feel that, you know. And I've never, ever felt that way about, like, trying to hurt somebody or try to rob someone. But I can't imagine, like, how someone can really go that extra mile and be like, this is what I have to do. And I'm going to, like, hurt this person in order to, like, take what I need. That's fucked. I, I th- and that's why, like, even then, like, sometimes with the the people that have the balls to do it in person, like, that's also really endangering and you can really hurt somebody and even kill them. But the the scumbag feeling and the, the douchebag out there that, like, doesn't have that connection at all or doesn't feel the need to have that responsibility or that weight and still does this shit every day to ruin people's lives out there. Fuck you. You're such a dirtbag, dude. Like, I, I can't believe that, like, somebody will go out of their way to, like, ruin people's lives like that. It's fucking crazy. It's just crazy. But yeah, I'm gonna take a break for a little bit, but I'll be right back after this little interlude. also talk about like the beauty of like my reading habits lately and how much I've been really enjoying like magazines that are informative and really talk about like all a variety of things um and how I've been really enjoying like the New Yorker for like the artwork that's involved and the stories that are created whether they're like fictional or talking about real events that are happening like one of the I think one of the issues from like a week or two ago they talked about this um, story of like what they call deputy gangs in LA and 
it's very fascinating. Like, they had a certain um, story to tell. I don't know, like, which department. And I don't have to say which, but they had issues with these gangs that are being developed within the police departments in one of the L.A. scene, like, precincts and um, precincts. And they have, like, even, like, these deputies have gone as far as to, like, have tattoos on their wrists and, like, that have, like, markings of, like, their own gang names. And they have, like, certain ways of, like, having a hierarchy within the police department and as a gang and how they work together and click and use it to their advantage to, like, fuck up other gangs or fuck up other, like, members that, like, try to snitch on them and, like, the precinct, and it's fucking crazy to, like, even read about, um, and, like, how women involved are, like, being sexually harassed by, like, their own, like, partners or, um, even being protected by other cops because their, um, supervisor is, like, part of like the deputy gang so they're being protected so it's like a weird like mishmash of like um being protected for the wrong reasons and then like being assaulted for just living as a woman like it's fucked up and to know like this is what tax dollars are being put into you know that's fucking crazy like there are people um that are like having their money taken out of their jobs and their hard-working money only to come back to cops that are, like, being dirty and, um, fucking people's lives up, even within their own department, and, like, uh, there was even, like, one of the, the cops that was, like, trying to be a whistleblower, like, create an outreach to what was happening and, like, what was going on, like, they were having like dead rats on their lawn and shit like that that was happening like I I just can't believe well I actually can believe it because dirty cops have always been a thing and like law enforcement or just any kind of like um sense of like judging the law there's always going to be somebody that's going to take advantage of it like most jobs it's always going to take advantage of their their power you know but to the extent and like how long it's been going on like that's that's wild um but stories like that i wouldn't have come across unless it was like maybe a movie or a tv show idea but i read it in a new yorker magazine and it was really fun and interesting to like read that and get inspired for like maybe art ideas too and like how i can speak my mind and my voice um, just because of somebody write, writing this for an article within that book. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just really cool that, like, you can really save money, too, with, like, um, apps, um, like Libby or Hoopla, where you can really save money getting a library card and then buying, like, a tablet, like a one-time thing or a Kindle of some sort, like an iPad or a Kindle, and you can save so much money just doing that. And you you don't have to worry about um, late fees. You can just, like, return your loans and books on time every single time. And you can uh, renew them whenever you feel like it. It's just fucking awesome. And 
it's a it's also a little hack honestly to get like the new yorker for free and the economist for free which has also been something i've been reading and really enjoying because both of them um often if you want the physical version it requires a subscription or you have to go down to the library yourself and pick the these magazines up yourself but if you have the, the tablet or an ipad and you have the time to just put um some effort to go to your local library i think it's worth it because you can also pick up audiobooks for free um ebooks all kinds of stuff and if you're a student like like who i used to be a student and you can take advantage of some of the books that show up on there that's really good that's really fucking good i would definitely suggest that to people who feel like oh i don't really want to go down to the library or I'm spending too much on these books and I don't like them. And the least these services, they provide like samples of being able to listen to them or even just read through a few pages and see if you like it, you know, you don't have to fuck over. And some of these apps are getting really good. Like I used to have Libby before Hoopla and then I kind of just went Hoopla for a while and I forgot about Libby. And Libby is so nice. Like, they have so many good improvements. Um, the popularity has skyrocketed. And it, it it was reminded to me through um, a book channel that I watch. And um, it, I think it was actually another YouTube channel, like a techie channel. But they talked about how they had a Kindle. And they used this app to, like, read books for free. And I clicked on it. And you can do as many library cards as you want honestly i think maybe up to five ish i'm guessing but honestly if you have like maybe two or three it should be good enough for you you know because i only have one library card on my libby account and the interface is so nice and much more satisfying looking than the hoopla app and the libby app has such a nice look to the book you can change the, the font style, you can change the size of the font, you can change the color background to a all white for the daytime, the sepia for like that mid-tone so you can have that vintage book look. And then even at nighttime, if you want to read and chill and you don't want to strain your eyes, there's an all black mode. And that goes for Hoopla too, but just the way, the, the clarity of the, each letter, even when you zoom or zoom out, um... And even on the magazines, like the PDFs or like the file types that they have for Libby and the option of you being able to open the, the book or magazine or audiobook from Libby or from Kindle, it makes the, the reading experience like so relaxing and really enjoyable. And it makes me want to keep coming back. And that's something that's missing um, from some of these books is like, this feeling that an urgency of like you returning to this book and really enjoying it the same way when you picked it up, you know, because there's some books that you just go into it and you'll love that book cover and you'll look, love like the first couple of pages and you're enjoying it. And then like, maybe you lose interest and it's not because you don't love it, but sometimes in life you don't really like feel that urgency to go back to it. Cause you feel like there's something better to do with your time or, um, but if you are able to make that experience as calming as possible, as relaxing, as as smooth as possible, you're always going to get me back to do it, you know? And I've even found books that I never thought I would be reading, you know? Like, there was a Trader Joe's book that I've been reading on and off because 
of my time just like doing multiple books at once too and like having physical books and digital books is like nice so you can just like renew new books that you want to try and if it doesn't work you can always send them back you don't have to buy them um but if you really like a book and you enjoy it i always recommend like buying it for in person and um maybe buying it online so you can just have a a physical copy and then you could give it to somebody else at the end or sell it that's another thing that people don't think about is like the resale value of books like there's always going to be um, a resale value to certain books and you they're collectibles items if you have a rare one or even if you just want to donate you can always get donate to like a local library or even look around in your area there's um public um bookshelves that like community sometimes have like i i just found out like within um a couple of streets near me like on my street and then the street behind me there is community books bookshelves and then um two streets over from me there's another community bookshelf where people can just like take books and uh loan them as long as they want and then you can just return them you know and and that's just really cool to see like how the community is like trying to bond and share knowledge with each other whether it's young or old and you can just walk by you know and just like really enjoy yourself and find like a new book without having to like buy something new or um condone this sense of capitalism that's happening um within amazon and like even though it's amazing and you have a lot of possibilities of like shopping for groceries and shopping for these items that are happening and that that, but there's always like an ulterior motive that's like happening with like jeff bezos and like it's going as far as to like seeing how even Bo Burnham has to make fun of Jeff Jeff Bezos because he's like so fucking big within our culture along with Elon Musk and like these billionaires that like just fucking rake in money every year and seeing Elon Musk just buy fucking Twitter trying to buy Twitter like casually even though he said he'd want to be a part of it and then just being able to have the power to be like oh I can just fucking buy you like that's insane and I feel like there should be more monopoly laws because it just feels like they're just passing go a hundred times over and just collecting billions of dollars without paying like any form of like high taxes involved while the middle class and the poor are facing the fucking butt fucking of taxing and inflation, you know? But there's only so much knowledge I have within that, and I'm trying to keep up with my financial literacy for that. But steering back onto the road um, of the books, definitely my main message with that is definitely pick up a tablet and pick up a library card when you can. It makes a huge difference. It saves you a lot of money and it helps you get like that perspective of like what you like to read and like what you enjoy. And also just the act of reading is relaxing and it's really relieving. If you don't want to do art, you're not the artsy type, try to get lost in your own world within a, a good book. You know, it can be a memoir. It can be a really good like fucking fantasy. Like if you loved Game of Thrones, why don't you just try the audiobook version and like get lost with the narrator um, whether it's like George R. R. Martin himself or like maybe actors like there are versions of books that are like more dramatized and they have like sound effects and it kind of sounds like a podcast like story reading or like the old 50s and 40s where literally people would 
have like these radio shows where they had like sound effects and drama that happens within the shows and you feels like you're watching something or hearing a, a story in your mind and you get to picture it yourself you know and it makes you like creatively think a little more and go beyond your comfort zone creatively and imagine these characters living and breathing in front of you you know it takes you and escapes from the world that we live in, which is necessary at times, but sometimes we have to bring ourselves back and also give knowledge. That's why it's always nice to read books like the and magazines like The Economist and like The New Yorker and um, things that aren't like too flashy, you know, besides the art that gives like this kind of like attraction and um, helps promote artists that are like coming this year or like what what's going on in the world. I feel like reading this information kind of gives you more of a balanced look on things without the flashiness of like Fox News or like CNN and like these really biased and extremist views of um, the way we perceive things in media. Um, And at times like this with everything going on from like school shootings to um, battles of race and um, equality within gender um, and just like gay rights like there's so much going on in the world that I feel like if we're able to inform ourselves in the cheapest way possible and being able to share that with one another in a, a productive way I think it can be groundbreaking for mankind whether it's in the artistic world or politics or environmental stuff like there it can make a crucial crucial discovery within our lives if we really examine ourselves take the help that we need and be able to share it with others within our own age people older than us and then the next coming generation there's so much involved with like this spreading of knowledge whether you're young or older and people that aren't even born yet and being able to provide a sense of urgency of knowledge and education and being able to share that with people is something so fucking beautiful that like I can't even like understand sometimes and I feel like it's important for us to know that and even if I'm like spewing bullshit right now um and even though my throat hurts right now just because I've been talking for so long without drinking water, it, it feels good to know that, like, maybe someone can take a word of my advice or some kind of inspiration that I'm saying and, like, really put it to use and go about their life in a little different way and, like, really look at people a little different, you know? Because everyone's going to have hardship. And everyone's going to have those creative art blocks and everyone's going to have those days where maybe someone's lost or they've lost someone for real, like they're gone. And all you got to do is like really feel that out, cry, feel it even more, and then slowly get back up, you know, slowly get back into that work, slowly bring yourself to acknowledging what's happened and slowly acknowledging that it's time to honor this person that you loved or cared about and 
honor and even if you didn't love them or didn't care about them too much and you had problems with this person might maybe it's time to like give forgiveness in yourself first and then forgive this person you know because that's like the biggest thing right now for me is like forgiving myself for feeling vulnerable or not just feeling vulnerable but like forgiving myself for getting angry forgiving myself for um getting frustrated with my mother and forgiving myself for actions that I would not approve of today that I did when I was younger you know shit I said that I was younger shit I did and I'm not proud of I it's it's something that I work on every day. And I feel like it's always something that we, we're going to have to improve on until we die. And that's okay. Because it's a work in progress. And I think it's great that I'm working on this when I'm like 22. You know? And... I'm still developing my my brain and the way I think and the way I look forward to life in a different way. And uh, uh, even I had like a little moment to myself where I may have discussed this last episode, but like I, I kind of like weeks ago I saw a girl that was maybe like 16, 15 or so and she was like, had like this clear flavored vape with no flavor on it just six percent five percent nicotine in it i could just tell because of the size of the thing and i kind of got a little depressed seeing her do that because i didn't start vaping until i was like maybe 18 and to see someone like only a few years younger like shit that i saw in high school um, doing something like this, it kind of just, like, made me sad, and it reminded me of, like, how these addictions are, like, created, you know, the sense of loss that we feel like we have to, um, make ourselves feel different or be a part of the sheep, you know, be a part of the flock by being different, you know, being edgy while like destroying your lungs and I mean I I still kind of got to work on that just because I I really love the feeling of smoking and I love smoking weed and being able to go outside and relax but there's gonna come a point where I feel like I have to like stop and just only take edibles and if I still really want to enjoy that high and also just like being wary of that um even when i live in a household where i can't smoke weed i shouldn't just go to alcohol all the time to like solve my problems when i want to like feel a little like just not sober because there's such a long history of like alcoholism with my family even on monday i caught myself um kind of like trying to drink 
a lot more than I need it to be. And I usually don't drink on the weeks. I usually drink only on the weekends or like maybe on the start of Thursdays. But I only took like maybe half a shot from like a swig from a drink. And then I sat it back on like my nightstand and I looked at it like really hard and gave myself like a talk and being like we need to like put this in the other room because this can be really bad and I don't want to end up like my uncles who are like alcoholics or um worrying about like not being able to enjoy alcohol anymore because I gave into these urges of like trying to fix my problems through drinking and drowning my issues and that's the opposite of helping yourself and I'm glad I was able to just like clutch the bottle and like put it in the other room and be like you need to chill out with this and really go hard at like thinking about like what makes you feel bad and like what makes you feel like drinking can solve this issue when you can just figure it out by like really feeling this out writing it being creative and like exploring this through exercise and just talking with people and with your my therapist um yeah just a lot just a lot going on but um I feel like this is a good time for me to go to bed because it's too late and I should be sleeping right now because I have kids to teach tomorrow and um I just thought of a curriculum idea just based off a YouTube video I watched not too long ago so I'm gonna go back to sleep and I hope there's a consistent schedule with me by next week we're gonna see because i'm gonna work full time and i'll hopefully update update you guys with that update you gals girls other that are listening um non-binary i should say um but yeah i hope everyone has a good night i hope you kick ass and i hope everything goes well see you Thank you.